Let me say a quick word of prayer before we get into God's word. Father, every time we open the scriptures, every time we open your word, we open your heart. And every time we open your heart, you have something so amazing, so deep, so personal, so pointed for us. We want to thank you that you love us enough to have a word for us every single time we come to you. Because you're a father, you're a good father, a loving father. And there are some here this evening who don't know you as a loving father. They know you as a distant God, they know you as a Santa Claus, they know you as a distant power, they know you as, a, as something to do with religion, but they do not have a personal, uh, a flourishing, intimate relationship with you. And Father God, we want to get to the bottom of that. And we want people to leave here with either a stronger relationship, a closer relationship, or a new relationship with you. That is my prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have you ever wondered if unconfessed sin, unconfessed sin jacks your happiness? Have you ever wondered whether the stuff that you are dealing with deep on the inside, the gunk on the inside, the stuff that you haven't talked through with God, whether that actually messes with your happiness? Are you running low on happiness? Are you running low on joy? Are you running low on, on just that sense of peace that everything's okay? Could that be related to the fact that I haven't trusted God with my deepest, darkest secrets? And the thing is that you have to trust somebody with that. You have to trust somebody with that. And as, as morbid as this subject is, after such a beautiful uh, time of worship and lovely music, and uh, those, these musicians are just so good, we do need to think about this. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, God wants you jumping for joy. God, you didn't hear me. You, I said, God wants you jumping for joy. God wants you filled with joy. I didn't say happiness. I didn't say happiness. Because happiness of the Lord is not the strength. Your happiness is not the strength of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So you could be an acid victim, uh, a victim of acid attack. You could be... Uh, an abused victim, uh, and a, a victim of abuse, whatever kind of abuse. You could have gone through different problems in your life. You could have lost severe stuff. You could be going through a conflict relationship. You could be wondering where on earth you're going to get the next check or the next uh, income from. And no matter how difficult things could be on the outside, joy can still be bubbling on the inside. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Joy can still be bubbling on the inside. Strength. Strength comes from joy bubbling on the inside. I'm going to say it again so that it sinks in. Strength comes from joy bubbling on the inside. Strength doesn't come from the fact that you're backed up, that you have enough money in the bank, that things are working out for you, people are supporting you, as somebody's going, yay, go, Jerry. That's how the world works. The world works with the amount of muscle power you have behind you. The world works with the kind of uh, backup you have, who's, who you could call, whose numbers you have on speed dial. The world works with that. But God works with the amount of joy that's flowing through your veins. And joy dissipates. Joy dissipates with every unconfessed sin. And I'm here to tell you this evening, you and I need to trust God with our gunk. We need to trust God with our unconfessed sin because unconfessed sin, I didn't say sin, I said unconfessed sin jacks your joy. It messes up your joy. And here's a, a look into, a peep into the heart 
of a guy who really understood this, King David, the Psalmist David. That guy, such a frustrated fellow, you know, so bipolar. And I mean, one day he's high, one day he's low, one day he's killing his enemies, one day he's loving on somebody, one day he's giving away, you know, millions of whatever, one day he's, you know, he's running and he's hiding in a cave. And he was all over the place. And he couldn't keep a thought to himself. King David, everything he ever said had to be out there, not just out there on like in your notebook, but he'd write it for the string section, for the wind section, and for the choir. So the whole temple must come to know whatever this guy is thinking. And I, maybe, maybe that's good. Maybe we need some people who are like that. Turn in your Bibles or flip or swipe or whatever you need to do to get to Psalm uh, 32. And if you're reading the Bible for the first time, don't be, don't be scared. Don't be, don't be worried. Uh, uh, it, it, it's not coded until you get to Revelation. Okay? It's not coded. It's right there. If you understand English, it's kind of like comprehensive English. I mean, it's, it's that, that's it. Uh, so David writes this song and he says, Blessed is the one, and blessed means happy, joyful. Okay? So when you hear blessed, don't mean blessed means, okay, big bank balance. Blessed means everything's going great for you. Something sometimes... Every could, everything could be falling apart for you, and you're still blessed. How does that work, Pastor Jerry? I don't know. It just does. I don't know. I've been there. Everything could be falling apart for you, and you're still blessed. And you're like, this is not blessed. Blessed is when everything goes going well, and everybody's clapping for me. Uh-uh. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. Transgression means, here's a line, and you transgress that line. Here's a line, you transgress that line. You have borders in your life. You have, you have parameters. You have certain margins. You have certain codes of character in your life. You've grown up with it. You've gone from the scriptures. You understood it. But you've crossed those lines. You've crossed those in the quiet of your life, in the quiet space of your heart. You've crossed those lines. In your transgression, he says, blessed are those. So it does jack your happiness. It does affect you. Because two people know that shouldn't know. You and God. Your sin would not bother you. Your sin would not bother if you these two people didn't know. But the fact is that God knows. Drats. And you know. Double drats. And if you could save yourself the knowledge, which is why people indulge. People get into all sorts of fun stuff because they want to forget the fact that they have transgress they rationalize it he says blessed so i want you to connect the word blessed the word filled with joy the word joy flows in my veins type of thing connect that to nothing is hidden from god nothing is hidden from god i live an open life before god my gunk and my glory are all in front of god he knows everything i've discussed it He's my surgeon. I'm lying flat on the thing. He's cut me up. He's seen the cancer. He knows what's going on inside me. I can't tell my doctor what's wrong with me. He tells me what's wrong with me. There you go. Connect those two words. Okay, so blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is what? Whose sin is what? Covered. That's what God does. That's what God does. So, <clears throat> there are two people who could cover your sin. There's you. Or there is God. There's you and there's God. Let me give you an example. Adam sinned. And after he sinned, he took a fig leaf. And he covered himself with the fig leaf. How did that work out? 
Not too good. Because every time the wind blew, a lot of readjusting was required. Are you with me? Yeah. And then God comes along and God covers the same parts. His shame. God covers the same parts. But it involved a sacrifice. It involved a lamb dying. It involved a skinning of an and it involved a proper There are two people who can cover your sin. There's you or there's God. You choose. And then you decide how much joy you want to live with. When God covers your sin, he knows it, but he also covers it. When God covers your sin, that also means he doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't want to shame you. It's the opposite of shaming you. I mean, your mom and dad may try to shame you. Your teachers, my teachers, most definitely tried to shame me. They made a career out of it. I mean, they gloried in the fact. I mean, when I did something wrong, they, they were the, it was a good day for them. And there are people in your, in your life, your enemies, your competitors, they want to shame you. People want to uncover you and then laugh. They want to uncover you and then laugh. God is not like that. God is not like that. He says, uh, he says blessed is the man against whom your iniquity, uh, God, the Lord doesn't count your iniquity. Look at that verse 2. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. So if you're forgiven, your sin is covered. One way or the other it was covered. But the problem is either you cover it or God covers it. Once God covers it, my friend, nobody can uncover it. Nobody can uncover it. So blessed is the man again against whom the Lord decides to cover. And when he decides to cover, no, he counts no iniquity against you. He, he erases it from the charge sheet. He erases it from the, from the computer, hard, hard, from, the, from the motherboard, from the database. He erases it. It's gone. It's not just encrypted. It's, it's trashed. Blessed is that man. You're happy when you know God's dealt with it. You're not happy when you know you're still having to deal with it. For when I kept silent, what happened? My bones wasted away through my groaning all day. That's kind of sounding like most people's day. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. I just felt that burden. My strength was dried up as the heat of summer. Oh my gosh. I acknowledged my sin to you. Verse 5. I told you about it. I came clean and I did not cover. I, I did not cover my iniquity. I said I'm going to just tell you everything. I will confess my transgression to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. You, 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 let, me, you let me go. You forgave me. You let me go. Okay. Then he says in verse 6, Therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a, at a time when you, have, uh, when you have may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are my hiding place. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of what? Deliverance. So God is not a place where you go to get exposed and shamed. God's a place you go to hide when you're struggling with brokenness. When you're struggling with gunk, when you're struggling with difficult things in your life, that you yourself don't know why the heck you went and did it. Why did you say that? Why did you do that? Why did you go down that track? Why did you make those decisions? You're dealing with guilt already. It's hard enough when you're dealing with it. Don't tell me. I already know that I'm dealing with it. But running to God and telling Him and letting Him say, I came clean. I acknowledged my sin to you. And I did not cover my iniquity. I said, Lord, you do what you like with it. And then God forgives and then God covers. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you. Verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. And I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye. So he not only helps you cover that whole thing, but he walks you out of it. 
He walks you out of that situation. He teaches you how to get right. He teaches you how to fix things. Have you blown it so bad in your life, you come to a place where like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to get out of this mess. I don't know how I got here and I don't know how to get out of this mess. He says, I will literally walk you through that. I will instruct and teach. I will counsel you with my eye. That's attention. That's attention. So don't be like the horse on the mule. What? Where did that come from? Don't be like the horse. What's the Hindi word for horse? Gora. And let's get closer. What's the Hindi word for mule? Yeah, he says, don't be a khachar. Khachar? Yeah, he says, don't be that. Why do you think he says, don't be that? He's just stubborn, right? He's just stubborn. Why would you be stubborn about something? Why would he bring that in right after that? I will love you. I will teach you. I will instruct you in the way of you. Don't be a gadha. Why would he do that? Why would he say that? Because the only thing that's getting me... <laughs> Keeping me from getting to where God wants me to be is my gadapan. So be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, without understanding, without understanding, which, uh, which must be curbed with a bitten bridle. Don't be like that. that. Someone has to literally arm wrestle you down to the ground to get their way with you. Don't be like that where God has to just wrestle you and take away everything from you and make you miserable until you surrender. Don't be like that, he says. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts the Lord. What is he trusting the Lord with? His sin. What's he trusting the Lord with? He's trusting the Lord with his sin. It's easy to trust the Lord for, the, for, your, uh, for your forgiveness, for your future, for your spouse, for your uh, provision, but it's hard to trust the Lord with our sin. It's hard. Because we feel we need to carry that burden on our own. And only Jesus, only Jesus says, give it to me, give it to me. Give it to me. Your, your, my yoke is easy. You take my yoke. You give me your yoke. And let me take it. Only Jesus takes your sin and nails it to the cross. Only Jesus. Nobody else has done that. Nobody else wants to do that. Nobody else can do that. Only Jesus. So, here we are. Circle the words, be glad in the Lord. Circle the word, rejoice. Circle the word, shout for joy. Okay? So you got, be glad rejoice and shout for joy what did i start by saying this evening there's unconfessed sin jack your happiness right so if you go through this process of what david went through psalm 32 if you go through this process and you trust god with whatever he wants to do with your sin and let him cover it instead of you covering it you don't have to worry about anything because when he covers it no man on hell can open it nobody can uncover that stuff after he's covered it he seals that baby down like nobody's business. He nails it to a cross, takes it to the grave, and, and buries it forever. And that's when you get to a place where, say it with me, number one, be glad in the Lord. Number two, rejoice. And number three, shout for joy. But yeah, that's when it happens. That's when your life is filled with joy. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. So the difficult times in life that God will bring and life does bring can be easily weighed through you can swim through it if the joy of the lord is just absolutely bubbling in your veins and the joy of the lord bubbles in your veins when your sin is covered by god three words number one be glad number two rejoice number three righteous for who who is the person who's that happy all you say it. all you who are what 
upright in heart. That's it. All you are upright in heart. Who's the person who's upright in heart? Oh God, I screwed up again. Oh Lord, I screwed up again. Every day, keep it clean. Keep, it, keep short accounts with God. Telling the Lord, Lord, this is, I, I did this again. Why am I so broken? Why, why am I not able to get my act together? Can you give me strength to get out of this? Can you help me with this? We're all broken. We're all messed up. We all have deep gunk. But there's two situations to our sin. We all have sin. It's two situations. Either it's covered by you or it's covered by God. Who's the happy one? Blessed is the man whose sin is, whose transgression is forgiven. That's it. I don't know what you want to do with that. But here's three situations. Number one, if you don't know Jesus, and Jesus is the one who can provide forgiveness, He's the one who can say you're forgiven. He's the one who can take your sin. He's the one who wants to take your sin. Nobody else cares about your sin. Everybody else tells you what to do and makes, gives you a hundred things to do. So maybe you're not from the Christian faith. But if you are not from the Christian faith, then I want to introduce you to the fact that Jesus does this. He takes your sin and he gives you forgiveness in return. If you are of the Christian faith and you have come to faith in Christ and you know Jesus personally, then here's what you need to do. You need, Lord, is there anything I'm hiding from you? Is there anything that I have covered? Because I can't find it, because I covered it. Is there anything I've covered? And then he's going to take you for a walk around the house, and you open, oh, that. And he go to the kitchen, and he'll open this cupboard. Oh, forgot about that one. And then people, and situations, and histories, and memories, and all will start coming out. Pile it in the middle of the front room, right? And like, what are we going to do with it? I don't know, but that sucks. Take it out, Lord. That's house cleaning. So there's general jadu poncha every day, and then there's sometimes there's house cleaning. What do you need to do? Those of you who know Christ. Those of you who know Christ. And then there are those of you who are doing great. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You have been living that life, but you want to go to the next level in ministry. You want to go to the next level in ministry. Then you start praying that song that I sent you out on, on WhatsApp. Uh, I shared with you on YouTube. Lord, I hunger for holiness. I yearn for the righteousness that's yours. That my mind would be cleansed and my spirit renewed. And this temple that you dwell in would be pure. Thank you, Father, for this evening. Thank you for your time, for being with us. Thank you, Lord, for these people who took the time and energy and effort to be here tonight. Send them home with a blessing on their heart, on their wallet, on on their relationships, and on their week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you.